This message is for the haters because there's some hate going on for no reason. I just wanted to say hi because I know that you're fucking listening. You know what's weird? And I feel like it's oddly weird. Okay, for example, Hmm. you ever like pick your belly button and then smell it? <laughs> oh, um, have I done that and then, before? And you keep smelling it. <laughs> oh, like your your own weird smell. Oh, I'd say like a piercing, like earring backs, like earring backs, and whatever you're about to go clean it, and like you smell it, and you're like, oh. <laughs> but then <laughs> what you the smell- hell? No, bro. But then you Jasmine. smell it again, and you're like, it disturbs you, okay. but you want to continue hearing or listening to it. And that's what our haters do. They don't like our podcast. They continue to listen to it just to talk about it. But meanwhile... To listen to our podcast, you literally need to go into an app, search it up, pick an episode, and then (laughs) press play. Like, y'all are weird. (laughs) But anyways... XY. XX. Ah! Hello, hello, hello. Today we're going to be talking about mommy and daddy issues. This one might get a little bit deep. Mommy, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> okay, no, but mommy You're and daddy being issues. You're a fucking bad girl right now. <laughs> Punish me. <laughs> this is where we get it from. Yeah, no, seriously. So once again, we opened up the questions for you guys to share your stories and experiences when it comes to your mommy and daddy issues. We know you all have them. We know you're all fucked up. This is what happens in our childhood. The way we're raised affects how we are and who we are today. Oh, D. Like, a lot of you guys traumatized i'm traumatized i'm traumatized too everyone's fucking traumatized it's okay that's what growth like that's where it stems from and i loved hearing all the ones that people shared yeah but um i think that we should maybe touch base a little on our mommy and daddy issues okay amy i volunteer you as tribute okay well i feel as though because i was abandoned by my father (laughs) why are you laughing about that because i don't know that's how i cope with my trauma (laughs) (laughs) all right so i guess my origin story is my mom and my real dad they met and some things went on and then all of a sudden my mom was pregnant with a star okay and my dad was not trying to do all that and my mom was like well guess what i'm still doing it though and then my dad was like all right say that then (laughs) and that was that so for like the beginning of my childhood my dad wasn't there and he wasn't there for like most of my life to be honest as it turns out that affected me more than i thought especially when it came to relationships and like my trust in general damn this is getting deep real quick real fast well you do have a father figure though that has been there for you totally my stepdad is awesome luckily my mom remarried and my stepdad has been great he's contributed and he's just played the role for sure but my dad not being there in general and then my stepdad is kind of emotionally unavailable 
amazing in every other aspect but just emotionally unavailable you know everyone has their own shit um so as a result i feel like when i'm dating and stuff i kind of go for men that are emotionally unavailable (laughs) and do you so what do you find that as a challenge do you seek to like change them in a way to be more emotional i mean that's the thing like my stepdad always says that when he met my mom he completely just like wanted to change for her that she was like that guiding light in his life so like you see that growing up and they're so fucking in love that i'm like i want that for myself and so i know that it's possible but at this point i'm 24 years old i'm not trying to like change a man or like want him to be away for me like for a while did you i'm sure yeah i'm sure i compromised a lot of myself for men who i thought would deliver and they fucking didn't so yeah don't don't wait on it don't wait on any man ever so i want to hear more amy okay i want to hear this vulnerable side i think our listeners really want to get the vulnerable side of amy i'm scared um (laughs) share me some of your mommy issues i don't know you got some Oh, I mean, being a fucking Hispanic daughter is an issue in, is a in fucking itself. Issue now. <laughs> like, seriously, the expectations that are placed on Spanish girls is fucking insane. I don't know. Don't fucking talk about our drama outside of the family to anybody. Make sure your everything is clean. Why aren't you doing this? This person's daughter is doing this. Like, just yeah. constant comparisons, I guess. What I do have to notice, like your mom is how kind of like how my grandma was is that you always had to be like very well presented prim and proper yeah pull your nails and your makeup done don't show yourself when you're looking like a mess or don't come out and talking crazy like you have to be well spoken every single time never to embarrass them and like did that affect you in a way always having to be so totally together for the public yeah to not embarrass them i actually noticed that a lot now Like we've talked about in other episodes where sometimes I'm like, am I doing this for myself or am I doing this because I want to appear a certain way? Not even like not being myself, but being so true to my fucking morals and foundation that my mom established that I'm not venturing out and being like who I could be, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know know if that's similar with you. Um, It's weird. I feel like, I mean, those traditional values that I have... I really only gained that from my grandma, Mm. right? So it's kind of in a way I feel like the way your mom is with you with those traditional values and making sure and embedding in your head that you have to have them and you should be that way and that's the person that you should be. It's weird. I'm with like that with my mom. In what way? Give me an example. So aren't you why is your hair not done why did you come out like did you take a shower today (laughs) did you wash your face today it's weird it's really weird how those roles are like much reversed reversed yeah but i just wonder if that you feel that's a lot of pressure on you i appreciate that she pushes me to be like this outstanding person i Mm -hmm. guess but but definitely there have been points where i'm like i don't want to fucking do this yeah and i'm doing it because I don't want to embarrass my mom or like I want to be there for her because, you know, yeah, she gave birth to me. Shit. <laughs> I, I might, owe her something. I might be giving my mom mommy issues, oh, even though I'm not her mom. <laughs> oh, I kind of feel bad now that I do that to her. My grandma set those values for me and set those, like that meant like that mindset for me is that that's the way it should be for us as women. Mm-hmm. And 
call me fucking, you know, old, old school. school. Seriously, but that's the way it is. And I'm wondering, I just gave my mom mommy issues. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have to talk to her. I think some mommy daddy issues that I, listen, like a lot of this stuff is, I can try to be as honest as I can. And I think as our episodes go on, you can see how vulnerable we get. Like you struggle to be vulnerable. I struggled in the beginning to become vulnerable and you could you can definitely hear the changes. For this, it's really hard for me to talk about because I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about- People you care people about. People I care about. These are the people that raised me and I never want to talk down. Yeah, like I never want to sound ungrateful. Um, but clearly growing up, these are people that raised me and there's some issues and that I've, or traumatic fucking experiences that I've gone through that affected me a lot. So I'm not going to really touch too much on the ones that really are too much to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. but I do have to say, uh, I feel like from my dad, um, he grew up always being kind of like a player always. And it's a lot of bullshit that my mom went through with him. Like, they've been together for fucking 22 years. And the shit that he has put her through is insane. And not a lot of people know that because now they fucking love each other. They're so in love. But it is to be perceived that my mom has him wrapped around her finger. So for him being a player, it literally made me become that person that doesn't give a fuck. Like, I don't care about many of the guys that... I've been with, and I've definitely have touched base on that on our um, on one of our previous episodes. So clearly, I lack a lot of sensitivity towards the men that I talk to, and then also coming from my mom that she's in control, and I feel like with both of these, it's a fucking recipe for disaster for me and that's affected me because now i'm over here like i'm talking to guys that i and i don't care and i know i'm not gonna ever care but i also seek for the men that i know i'm gonna have control over Mm. so so you get it like from both sides basically i'm literally receiving it from both sides and then also makes me feel like when will i finally become more vulnerable and which i have been working on you really have um i will say but i somehow feel like i'm gonna have my parents love story because yeah. my mom definitely changed him because of her he settled he wanted to settle down mm. so i'm just clearly waiting on that one person that's gonna change you finally make me feel like i'm in love i guess i think this is a perfect segue into our first question thank you if you submitted a question or a story but this person said people with daddy issues tend to seek attention from people that they shouldn't how do the two correlate and is it possible for this to occur without the presence of daddy issues Hmm. so it's saying like how do the two correlate like daddy issues and seeking attention from people you shouldn't i think a lot of people with daddy issues seek attention that they didn't get from their real father so like for example someone a father that isn't present they want a lot of a male attention yeah i can definitely kind of agree with this not saying that i want male attention all the time but i do think like I get along better with men and I and I can't help but think that it's because my dad like wasn't in the picture so I kind of do crave that male validation sometimes Mm -hmm. that's hard for me to admit okay can we just all right we're gonna cut that out cut that out cut (laughs) I think it 
correlates because I think the first relationship you have with a man usually typically is your father. So if that relationship is broken from the start, then it's like you already kind of fucked up. Yeah, you have a bad like head start kind of. Yeah, and how what and like how you perceive men? How you perceive men, how you accept love and like how you give it. Like sometimes you're giving too much because you want them to give that back to you, but that's mm-hmm. not that's not how it works. You know like for the people with the absence of fathers, do you feel like that's what makes them man haters. Mm, why are you looking at me like <laughs> I'm a man hater? I'm not a man hater. I'm I a am, man lover. I am. <laughs> you don't find yourself a little bit of a man hater? I think that's more because of what I've been through, not because my dad wasn't there. Like it's more no? like, yeah, no. I think because my dad wasn't there, I picked men who weren't there for me. And as a result, I was disappointed. And due to that, I'm fucked up. (laughs) And like, you know, it's like a cycle of things. But, you know, I'm starting to kind of change the narrative and not think like that. Because if I always think men suck, then that's going to be a reality for me. Thank you for sharing that, Amy. Oh, yeah. It was kind of hard for me. Y'all better not be spreading my fucking business, okay? This is a podcast that a lot of people listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Number 23 in El Salvador, you heard? Oh, my God. How many times are we going to mention this? (laughs) Number 23, number 23. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Latina daughter in a religious household. Mm. Um... My parents aren't really too religious to the point that it's like I have to wear long skirts and, you know, I can't have sex before marriage. My mom was always super open to hearing about what's going on in my life and to let me do stuff. Yeah, it's don't say that. It's weird. What? I love having an open relationship about sex with my mom. Um, I definitely told her when I lost my virginity, I was always honest about it. It was never something I was scared to tell her because I wasn't going to get in trouble for it. It it just actually boggles my mind how parents can be so naive that they truly think that their kids are fucking virgins. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, my roommate in college was actually Muslim and her parents perceive her to be a way that she's kind of just not. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember one time, it was a Friday night, we had the hookah popping, we had bottles, like, everywhere, we had empty beer cans. It was was a regular Friday night in college. Mm -hmm. The next morning, her parents pull up on us at 9am, like, by surprise. We put all of the paraphernalia in my closet, and it was just a fucking shit show. Listen, parents are not perfect, but I generally think that parents that are so strict on their kids i blame them for the way that they are like women that grow up in a religious household are much more curious and want to do so much stuff like want to do drugs want to fuck all the time like want to like go out outrageous and do stuff and and, like i see that a lot when i was like a freshman in college and all i see is these girls that probably had super strict household and they're just wilding the fuck out but the fact that these religious parents are to the point that you are like banned from the fucking family like you're a disgrace because you lost your virginity you're a disgrace because you had sex before kicking marriage. you out of the house kicking and shit. you out of the house like now you're alone he like see that your daughter is seeking help or is seek is crying out for help for a reason it's like 
I just feel so bad for the for the kids that have to deal with religious parents like that. They have no way Outlet. of speaking to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they have to turn to other people. You don't want to disappoint them. Okay, keep up with it for a little bit. But then, you know, just venture out on your own time and like do your own thing. And then eventually they're going to either... I guess have to deal with it or have to accept it or you can keep hiding it for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's up to you. Um, all right. So next question. Have your parents caused an effect on your sexual identity and behavior? This question is for the both of you. Hmm. This is a good one. I feel like I can think of like two instances where my parents have affected my sexual, I guess, behavior. Number one, because of my daddy issues, quote unquote, I feel like in the bedroom, I kind of prefer when the man is like kind of mean to me. What? <laughs> I like, I mean, I'm not opposed to that. I love that. Yeah. But I don't know. Explain. Like uh, that form of intimacy, not in any other sense. Like, all right, if we we not in that setting, like you need to be respectful to me. But like if we're in the bedroom, I kind of want you to like be mean to me i don't know like call me a bitch or like <laughs> fucking slap me stupid whore i don't this sounds this sounds like fucked up i don't know i feel like i crave it in a way where like all right no now i'm in control and i want you to treat me like this i listen there is definitely quite a bit of people out there that feel exactly the same as you if there's something you're thinking and you think it's weird there's fucking like 500 people in the world that definitely probably feel the same exact way as you do a lot of people probably feel the same (laughs) as you um you know i don't want this to sound weird um like i said this this is definitely whatever the fuck we've gone through or whatever we're thinking our opinions our thoughts there's definitely multiple people out there that feel the same way or have experienced the same thing it's a little weird my parents are very like open with their sexuality Mm -hmm. and I hate it. It's very annoying and I, I, it gets so irritating sometimes, but it is what it is. But they're always like mentioning like stupid sexual jokes in front of me or in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Not what they're going to do, but like just general sexual, sexual jokes, right? Clearly, they're doing those jokes because they're still sexually active, which I don't want to fucking know. I mean, I that's great. That's a great marriage? for them. Like, that's super what? great. I'm trying to fuck till I die. And... It kind of inspires me, like, be sexual. Clearly, you guys know that we're super fucking sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, we're super open about our sexuality. And that's why I'm super open about my sexuality. If someone were to ask me anything and anything has to do with sex, I will answer it in the most honest opinion possible. I think I definitely get that from my that's parents. It's so funny that you say that we're both so open with our sexuality because I feel like... I am open about it, especially since I studied health and shit. But my parents, my mom is so anti, like, no one needs to know about your sex life. Like, keep that shit to yourself. Mm -hmm. Only you and your partner should know what's going on in the bedroom. Yeah. So, like, even starting this podcast, I was like, oh, my God. I can agree both sides. I mean, I kind of agree on your mom. I, I understand where she's coming from is what I'm saying. I mean, this is the way I am. So I clearly agree the way I am. But I also agree with your mom. Yeah. See, for the next one. Okay, so this one says, I have a dad complex where I'm obsessed with good dads since my dad was so shitty. 
I feel bad when I can be overwhelming towards the good dad since I love them so much. God bless my Uncle Tony. He handles it the best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this. I love this because, number one, whoever said this, I can already tell that they're very appreciative person and a very humble person mm. and clearly they value and they they notice a lot of what's good in front of them so whether it's good observation jazz mm, thanks i can always appreciate a genuine good father that's like present and like wants to be there and like prioritizes their children like i always appreciate that also so i totally get it kind of i just love that i love that he said that yeah, thank you for sharing. Okay, so this next one. This one says, Should I feel bad about refusing to contact my father, who is trying to form a relationship now, but has been absent for basically my entire life? This is really deep. And um, my opinion after reading this, I think that clearly like not, not everyone is blessed to have parents that are present. Both parents one pair you know like just one person out of the people have no, nobody you know so for their opinion to be so strong on this they have every right but my strong opinion would have to be that life is too short you might not want any contact with the person with your father now but you also don't realize that that it's only because he's alive and you know that he's there that once someone is gone you can't get that chance back. Right. But I don't think that you should only keep in your mind, oh, well, life is too short and he might die. I think sometimes maybe the dad will say he wants to be involved. And then when you start that dialogue, then it's like constant disappointment. Like he didn't show up this time. He yeah. didn't answer my phone call this time. So I think it's up to you. Of, is it healthy for me to open this door? What can I get from this? And if it doesn't serve me, then you're not just because now he's feeling some remorse like that doesn't mean that you have to automatically forgive them no i don't think it's that i just i just think that maybe don't shut out don't completely shut down that option that option of maybe one day getting in contact with him but also be prepared to be disappointed like only do it when you're ready i mean do, yeah, you do can, whatever you want you can speak strongly on this i don't know like i'm grown now and the fact that you... What are you going to do for me? Yeah, what are you going to do for me now? I mean, I guess we could talk, we could chat, but yeah, at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to respect you the same way I respect my mom, who put in the hard work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you for your question. I hope that you find peace with whatever you decide to do. And I don't think that you should feel bad. Yeah. Is my final answer. Okay, so this is someone else. They said, I was never taught how to be vulnerable for myself and my emotions because whenever I felt any type of way, my parents were never the first people I ever wanted to talk to. So basically, I was raising myself to be independent mentally. Damn. Okay. And that lack of emotional support created a lot of pride within myself to never let me be vulnerable. Um, yeah. Wow. To avoid this idea of being weak affects how I treat my friends and my loved ones and how I communicate with them all in one. That's a lot. First off, for the person who shared this, <laughs> honestly, that 
that took a lot. I think it shows how emotionally intelligent you were because you really reflected on that. You're like, yup, my dad emotionally unavailable. My parents didn't allow for weakness. So now I can't be weak, which means I need to have my pride up high. And because of that, it affects how I am in relationships and with my friends. Was that a good summary? The fact Shit. that you're able to realize all that. I think it's natural. I think uh, inevitably, like we said, the way your parents raise you is the way you're going to turn out. And not everybody turns out to be exactly like their parents. Like, definitely not. Yeah. But I think that it has a, a huge effect. I also see that um, in how you're saying that you're prideful as a person. I feel like that can take so much energy out of you. And I recommend therapy. Therapy. And with that being said, you guys, um, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your questions. Thank you for being vulnerable with us, even though we don't know who you are. Yeah, this was a nice little therapy session. Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Feeding Feelings. You can follow me at JC Grisales underscore JC G-R-I-S-A-L-E-S underscore and follow the pod XYX 